Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to be bringing another episode this week. And this week on the podcast, we have Katanya Bro, who is the founder of Unsun Cosmetics. I'm so excited to have a sun expert on the podcast today because I feel like this is something we don't talk about enough. And I love that it's kind of making its way into the beauty category now and not so much into health and wellness. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat today. Yes, me too. It's my favorite topic. Let's get it going. Yes. I'm like, tell me a little bit about you and your background, just kind of in beauty in general. Where did everything kind of start for you? It's such an interesting journey, actually, because I was a custom home builder for 20 years. Wow. Yeah, I was living in New Orleans. I went to school in New Orleans. And about six months before I finished my master's, I opened this historical restoration company. So I was in construction dealing with a lot of guys and all (laughs) different family trades for a long time. Right. Fast forward to, I went to this dermatologist. Anyway, this happened in New Orleans. New Orleans, I went to a dermatologist because I started seeing these little black moles pop up on my face. Mm. And I thought they were purely genetic because literally all of the older women and men in my family have it. So I said, look, I know I'm going to get these, but they're coming way too early. Like, why are they coming so early? I'm still in my early forties. And when she told me that it wasn't genetic, but sun damage. Let me tell you, I was floored. I literally looked at her and I said, but wait, I'm black. Like black people don't get sun damage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just lived and understood and operated from this myth that we all believed. And it was, I became obsessed with sunscreen. Like it was from a perspective of vanity, obviously, because that's all I knew at the time. And I just, I wouldn't get the the newspaper or check, get the mail without putting on sunscreen. I became that obsessed. Yeah. So I quickly learned what I didn't like. And I didn't like the chemical ones. And so I went on this journey. Wow. That's so interesting that you, and amazing that you caught it because you thought it was something that was just running genetically. And usually when people think that they're like, oh, I don't need to get this checked out. Everyone in my family has it. It's normal. But thankfully, you checked it out because who knows what it could have turned into. Right. But yeah, that's so interesting because you're right. I guess there is kind of like a stigma or a myth to where, you know, we think we're good or it's not going to happen to me or whatever. And that's so interesting. So I love that that's kind of how you became passionate about it. You had a very personal experience with it. How did this kind of spiral into you wanting to formulate your own range of sun protection <laughs> products? Because that's a whole crazy project yeah you know that you're not used to coming from construction and all of those kinds of worlds oh my gosh talk about a learning curve (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing so fast forward to 2013 I moved back home to Los Angeles and I went to a friend of mine who had a hair care line and I asked if he could just introduce me to his chemist I literally I got so sick of the mineral sunscreens, I didn't use them. So I was using the, the I'm sorry, the chemical sunscreen. So I started using the mineral exclusively, but I was so sick of this ghostly residue, always having to deal with it and rub it in. And so I worked with his formulator for about three months. 
And we came up with this beautiful tinted formulation that was really clean, that didn't irritate me at all. I loved it. So now I'm armed with this new information, right? So I'm telling my sisters, I'm from a family of 11. So we have a big family, lots of cousins. I'm saying, hey, we don't have to have these moles as we age. And what I noticed was that this particular formulation works so well on all of their skin tones. And I was like, hmm. So, you know, that entrepreneurial mind started twirling. I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll build a brand around the sunscreen. And a huge part of that would be educating women of color that yes, we all do need sunscreen. Yes, black does crack. And we should have an option for clean mineral-based sunscreen. And so that's how my journey into this realm started. I love it. So funny too, because, you know, Los Angeles is like the sunniest place on the planet. So I'm like, you were right in the Mecca of it too, but it seems like everything just kind of came together for you in that moment, which I love. Tell me too, kind of what all do you have in the range? What can we expect to see when we shop? Well, we have, so I have two lines. I have a mass line that's sold in CVS, Walgreens, and Target. It's called our Everyday Line. And I have a Prestige line that's sold in Goop. And you can find it on Nordstrom's and Bloomingdale's and Saks and stores like that. And so in our Prestige line, we have seven SKUs. We have the two shades, the medium deep, which is from like an olive skin tone to a chocolate skin tone, and the light medium, which is for like fair skin tones, like natural blondes, redheads, just, right. and we have a hand cream with an SPF 15. Oh, we cool. have a face and body untinted sunscreen that took us literally three and a half years to come up with the formula. And we have beautiful um, highlighters, golden angel and bronze goddess, both SPF 15, the only mineral base SPF highlighters on the market. And they are gorgeous. Amazing. So Ooh, that's so exciting. Yes, yes. And in our mask line, we have two, the two tinted face, similar shades. We have the one untinted face and body, and we have an after sun. That's beautiful formulation with pickly pear extract and aloe vera and baobab oils, all super healing and emollient rich ingredients. So yeah, we're going to add a new SPF 50 at the end of this year for next, next, early next year launch. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Everything in there sounds so unique to him, like a highlight with SPF. Who knew we needed that, but (laughs) right. And a hand cream with SPF. I think that's so important too, because we put on lotion all day, every day, but we never use SPF infused hand creams because we just don't think to, but it's so important when you're driving and Yes. And And where does our age show first? Hands and neck. Hands and neck. So it's so important to just keep your hands protected. It's there's so many little things that we don't think about that I really try to think about to make sure that we're fully covered. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. I love it. Now I'm like super fascinated about this. And now (laughs) I'm going to go on a research fiasco. I love it. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned kind of earlier, you got really sick and tired of chemical sunscreens, which I know there's a lot of buzz about them on the market in terms of why we really shouldn't be using them. Um, As someone who formulates cleanly, what are some things we should know about the current sun protection market in terms of ingredients? What should we be staying away from? What should we be like essentially scared of? Why should we be, you know, staying away from it? 
Well, you know, I'm about clean mineral-based sunscreens. So let me first tell you the difference. So mineral sunscreens, which include zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, they literally sit on your skin and act as a shield. Mm. So chemical actives, which are avobenzone, octisalate, oxybenzone, homosalate, octocrylene, they need to be absorbed into your skin to work, which is why if you look on some sunscreens, they'll tell you to wait up to 20 minutes or a minimum of 20 minutes before you go outside after you put on the sunscreen, because it needs time to absorb into your skin to work. The problem with this is that it's been found in the bloodstream, in the breast milk. The FDA, uh, back, it's been about three years now, issued a data request from all the sunscreen manufacturers asking for data. They really want to confirm the safety of these ingredients. And most recently, as of a few months ago, they have not received this data, which makes sense. You know, 75 or more percent of sunscreens on the shelves are all chemical active. So people are very, we are very resistant to change in the United States, especially. So I get that. So you really want to be careful. You know, a lot of the chemical actives have been banned in Hawaii or Australia or Puerto Rico and my Florida because they're bleaching the coral reefs. So I think that just be safe and go with the mineral sunscreen. The formulations are so much better than they were years ago. Mm-hmm. And just they're the only two right now that are recognized as safe by the FDA. All of the chemical actives are under review. So just mm-hmm. keep an eye out on that and just, you know, we have to be responsible for our own health and welfare, right? So yeah, so I think that depending on what happens, there's definitely a movement and a shift. You're starting to see more mineral sunscreens come on the market. People are asking for it and people are concerned about it. And it's still it's still the underdog because the chemicals have been around so long. They're easy to use. There's no white residue because they're chemical and not mineral. But I'm we Unsun only does mineral sunscreens. Yes. So interesting. I didn't even know that mineral acted as a shield and chemical absorbed. I thought they both absorbed. So now I'm like, okay, it's great. You know, mineral usually has a better formulation in general anyways, but it's also not sinking into your skin like chemical does, which is so interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. Change is is interesting. The more we know. Yes. Oh my gosh. That makes me like, even when, you know, you're like in dire need of sunscreen and someone only has, you know, that chemical, you know, like or whatever, and you know, it's bad, but you're like, but I'd rather not get burned. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to go inside. So yeah, yeah. look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this. I'd rather you use a chemical than than not using anything, honestly, because you know, it's not, we've been using it for years and decades and whatever, but I just want to feel like everyone, the most important thing for me is that we're staying protected. The sun is no joke. Melanoma cases are on the rise, especially between the ages of 25 and 30. And we really, it, it really is on the rise. And surprisingly for a lot of people is that while people of color don't get melanoma as often as our white counterparts, our mortality rates are actually higher because it just isn't on our radar in the same way. And so we all have to just be really aware of any strange things popping up on our bodies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I'm just like going to be extra. <laughs> which is good. I'm like, I'm happy I'm being educated on this because these are things I just had no idea. And it's, it's so true because, you know, it's, it's something that can really affect you 
medically with melanoma or skin cancer, things like that. But like you mentioned too, it's very vanity. It's very keeping your skin looking youthful and wrinkles and freckles and sunspots. And it just has a lot more than you think on the daily basis. That's right. That's right. Thank you for being our educator. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do we know what the, and in quotes, right SPF level volume, however we say it is to use, because we see so many on the market as well. SPF 15, 70, 80, 50, it's all over the place. Yes. What does this kind of mean? And how do we know how to navigate that? It's a very good question because you're right. You have sunscreens out there that are say SPF 70 or SPF 100. And people think that, oh my God, this is the best. I'm going to wear this. And the problem with that, which the FDA ruled back in about 2012, is that anything over 50 is, is, it's just talk. Okay. And so you're starting to see less of that. First of all, so it's SPF 30. Nothing's going to give you 100%. And SPF 30 is going to give you 97% protection from UVA, UVB rays if it's broad spectrum. And SPF 50 is going to give you 98%. Mm-hmm. So they're so close that if you find a 30 that you love, just go for it. It's the, the difference is so minimal. And so and that's pretty much anything less than a 30 should just be used like the highlighter. You just want to use it on top or mix it in just for that gorgeous glow, but you would not use that alone, which is why I am against using or relying on makeup with an SPF or moisturizer with an SPF because the SPF in both of those type of products are secondary. The primary function is to moisturize or to cover as a foundation. So you're not going to get enough. You're not going to put on enough to give you the protection that you need. So I would definitely say a minimum of a 30. Okay. That's good to know. That right there just rules out all the other things that about it where you're like, I don't know. It's like, just use 30 or higher and you're good. That's right. That's perfect. And how often should we be reapplying? Oh goodness. If you're, so if you're getting up and you're going, you're driving to work, you're going to be at work all day and then you're going to go home, then just that morning is fine. If you're going to a music festival or a picnic, or you're going to be in the sun continuously for two hours or more, I like to say an hour and a half or more. I was at a festival yesterday and I was constantly reapplying. So I would say definitely every hour and a half to two hours tops, you should be reapplying. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And are there any signs to look for to know if you're being affected by sun in a negative way? I know like for you, you had those kind of darker sunspots showing up. Some people get some other things. Is there ever a time where we don't really see anything and things are still happening or how should we just kind of be checking in on our skin? You, you might not see premature aging right away, but that's definitely happening. And you know, my, my young son, uh, my youngest son, he when he was little, he played soccer from about three on. And he used to get in and he was on the swim team. And so he was really chocolate. And he used to get all of these tiny little bumps on his chest, around his lips and his hairline. And so we called it, oh, he has, um, we would call it like heat bumps. I didn't know. Guess what that is? That's sunburn. So sunburn shows up in scaly. If you get those scaly rough patches, those little raised bumps, spots, of course, blotches and the wrinkles you won't see right away. Like you'll see these things. So yes, sun damage is always happening, but those are some of the things to look for. They're they're not heat bumps, they're sun damage. And that's one thing that people of color really, we really need to understand. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm like as white as it gets. And I still, I get heat bumps and I would get them when I played softball a lot and being outside all day in the sun. But we always thought, you know, oh, it's just irritating because we're sweating so much or this or that. But no, it's, that's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's Um, so damn letting you know. (laughs) No, no, that's so good to know. I'm just going to be like, oh my God, from here on out, we're just going to have a giant thing of sunscreen. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Reapply, reapply. Oh my gosh. So crazy. So what are your thoughts on sun tanning? Are you for it? If we're protecting ourselves the right way, is it just a no-go? Should we just be self-tanning? What are your thoughts? Okay. So you go to sun, get to tanning booths or tanning laying outside to get, to get more a little brown or color. So what sun tanning does, regardless of where you do it, it brings out melanin, which darkens the skin, which is a perfect, which is a purpose. But what that actually is, is the body is increasing that melanin because it's trying to protect it from the sun damage. So the darkening of the skin is pure, unadulterated, sun damage. Oh, and so I am 100,000% against it. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. So how do you feel about those like gradual self-tanning lotions and mousses? Are those safe to use or are those? Yeah, because they're just giving you a little color, I think. Yeah. They're just, they, they typically have like a little bronzing in it and it's just giving you a little color. So spray tans, anything like fake it, just fake it, but don't. I'm a fake it girl. Cause I just go from white to red anyways. So I know not to say (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Some of my friends will get so tan and they love it because they get genuinely just like a really gorgeous golden glow. And I'm like, I wish I did that, but now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm glad I don't because I, yes. I guess I'm just forced to go get a spray tan. Exactly, because when you're 50 or 60, you're going to be in so much better shape than they are in terms of aging and skincare. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, is there anything else that's super interesting that we should know about all of this in general? I feel like you've given us so many amazing tips and insight, <laughs> but is there anything we missed that you're thinking that you want to share? No, I think the only thing I always like to say is please don't leave your sunscreen in the car in the summer months. Sunscreen cannot heat up. It loses its effectiveness in your purse. If you're out and about or in your desk at work for reapplication, or if you're at the beach for a day, of course you can bring it out, but do not leave it in the car. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Well, this has been so educational and insightful, and I'm so grateful that you've come on and given us this lesson. I'm like, I feel like everyone needs to hear this and know this and live by this because it's so important, but so important. Yes. Let's wrap up with some burning beauty rapid fire questions just for whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Do you prefer products with shimmer or no shimmer? Oh, I love a little glow. I'm a good girl. (laughs) Yes. One beauty product that you can't live without. If you had to pick just one, it can be any category. Oh, sunscreen. (laughs) Sunscreen, I love it. You're like, duh. It's like that's that's a cheating question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Your favorite moment in your career so far? Um, going viral with Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> oh yes, that's a good one. Wow, that's so fun. Love it. Yeah. So, your most important beauty tip besides putting on sunscreen, because I'm like, I know that's number one. Yeah, I'm probably not not letting people touch your face. 
Ooh, good one. That's a good one. And we love the guys, but you know. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> it's off my face. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Fine. Don't touch me. And that's hilarious. Right. Okay. And the most interesting thing that you've learned in beauty or in your career so far? I've I've just really learned that people need to be educated about the importance of sunscreen. Mm-hmm. It was really surprising how many people just aren't. Right. It's true. It's so true, but I'm happy that you're here in the industry and sharing and kind of exposing what we need to know a little bit more. I think it's so important. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. This has been so fun. Where can people connect with you? Where can they connect with Unsun Cosmetics and where all can they shop? Oh, they can shop at www.unsuncosmetics.com. U-N-S-U-N. Amazing. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. Like what you hear? Don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news. Stay glossy until next time. Mwah.